Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. This is the Producers Happy Hour. Two producers on opposite coasts reaching out to our filmmaking and live event community to hear your stories about how this pandemic has affected you, your life, and your work. Your stories are very important to us. I know that the last 15 podcasts or so have been very important. Uh, We're hearing your stories. We're getting them out there. It's helping me, and I hope that it's helping you guys. We need to hear them. It's important to us. Yes, and it's important for us to all feel a little less alone right now. So email us, or better yet, record a one- to two-minute voice memo. You can do it on your iPhone, and send it to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Just follow the instructions on our website, producershappyhour.com. And please share this show with friends and colleagues. Um, We want these stories to be heard. And I know I suffered a little bit from my mom still not knowing what I do for a living. (laughs) So if anybody has some moms out there who want to be, who want to know what you do, turn them on. (laughs) Turn them on. (laughs) Exactly. I remember my first production job. My mom, you know, was a feature film. Mm -hmm. And my mom asked, well, what time do they close? (laughs) (laughs) I remember conversation I had with my mom first I was like she's like so I'm sorry you how are you gonna get work I'm like people are gonna call me and she's like well how are they gonna know about you I'm like well because I'm gonna be really good and other people are gonna tell them to call me and she's like wait 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 start over again how are you gonna get work (laughs) right and (laughs) so look at me now mom (laughs) I know right (laughs) right Christian, today we're going to be chatting with Isaac Rothwell, who is the chairman on the executive committee of the Live Event Coalition. The Live Event Coalition advocates for and supports the many voices that make up live events industries, the hospitality groups, the planners, the producers, and so many more. Right. And Isaac launched that petition that was on change.org that we had on our website for a while. And it was meant to push Congress to include the live event community in the financial aid packages that they were working on. And since then, he formed the Live Coalition to continue to fight for the rights of the live event community. So I'm really interested in talking to him and see what they're doing. You know, he saw a need and he made and he formed a committee. I mean, this is fantastic. So I can't wait to talk to him, too, and find out his process. All right, Christian. Thursday, we're almost done with another week. How are you hanging in there? (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of doing, you know, it's either day or it's night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's, um, April 2nd, so that's, you know, a little bit of spring. I did go out yesterday. I shipped a bunch of fabric masks to my little sister oh. and nice. I did go out and I witnessed, you know, social distancing at his best at the, you know, FedEx in Masbeth, Queens. So oh, if anybody wow. here right. in New York has ever been to the distribution center, you know oh exactly gosh. what's going on. Um, yeah, they've put little, you know, feet on the ground, but the line was literally down uh, through the parking lot and down the block with oh, people standing wow. six feet apart oh my and gosh. just waiting to get their packages. So it was interesting because, you know, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to have found groceries delivery online still mm, and any small things popped across the street to the bodega. But other than that, it's really been, you know, doing what I can by staying alone. At the, right. Staying yeah. inside. Staying I mean, in. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I did that yesterday and it was quite, and I had to go to the bank um, to deposit some of the last paychecks that I've received. 
So yesterday, and then yesterday was a bit of a, you know, get in the car and do an outing. Right. Did you, (laughs) did you, did you wear a mask? Yes. I wore one of these new masks that I have made for myself. Good. I brought gloves for the bank. Mm-hmm. And um, you know the little little bit of rationed hand sanitizer that I uh, have yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Just try to be very aware of everyone else's space too, even though sometimes they're not aware of yours. Yeah, you know, just trying to do what I was, what I think I'm supposed to when I'm out. Good. Yeah, it was a, an very... advent. It was an adventure. <laughs> and you sound very responsible. <laughs> Right. Um, and, then, and then what I did was I got a bunch of supplies from FedEx. So hopefully I don't have to leave. Oh, good. Again, because I have my own account. So then I can just maybe drop it into a box next time versus having to stand in the line and handing them stuff. So, yeah. yeah. The post office is a shit show right now. Uh, yeah. As if um, they aren't in New York City, but they, you know. It's, <laughs> I, I heard something that they're hanging on by a thread. By I mean, a thread. I, I haven't I haven't received mail in eight days. And then when I did, it really? was like, it. Yes, I had two packages. I've I've package delivery that happens once a week now, and a bunch of packages come, and then did not receive any mail in the mailbox until Tuesday, and that's when you know there was a big bulk of it. So I don't yeah. know what's going on there. Try calling three one one over the mail. <laughs> 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 Shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Right. So how are you doing? Uh, good. Uh, I think. I, you know, earlier I knew what I was going to say when you asked me this and I've completely forgot. So I think that means I'm still in my numb phase Mm -hmm. of just kind of going through these motions and yeah, just kind of keeping busy and I don't know, try and stay positive. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm getting a little sadder today again. I'm sad today. Very sad. Uh, I, um, You know, settling in and understanding it's for the long haul um, are two yeah. different things, right? Mm-hmm. We can do this daily thing that we've been doing, but without an end date, it yeah. just feels like the new, this is my new life. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's starting to feel like this is it. This is what's going to happen forever. What, what we do now. <laughs> this is what we do now. And that is just. Broadcasting out into the ether. I know. I don't uh, even know what to do about that. <laughs> I know. That thought, but it's it, that's some of the thoughts that are happening now, and I just let them come in and then leave because yeah, uh, there's that's all you can do. There's nowhere to process. There's nowhere to process it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took a walk yesterday through my neighborhood, and it was just really sad seeing all of my favorite little places closed. You know, it's like my coffee shop, Cafe Vita, down the street. They mm-hmm. literally boarded over the door. I'm sure so nobody loots it. You know, Covell, right? Where you and I have had drinks and homestay yeah. tacos together, and the movie theater, and and that new roll like, place that opened up uh, right next to it, delicious. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like you know, where are all those people? They they were such an integral part of my daily life, even though I didn't know their names and I don't know how to get a hold of them. But like you know, where where's the Young woman with blue hair that used to give me my matcha <laughs> I've, latte. I've been how thinking she, about her. She would ask you... me every day how my afternoon was, and she genuinely wanted to know. <laughs> I have thought about her ever since you mentioned her a week and a half ago, and I feel like um, we can find her. Okay. <laughs> if, I'm serious. So whoever whoever <laughs> hangs out at Maru on Hillhurst, 
Maru um, on Hillhurst. I think that oh, we can start uh, with Instagram. We oh, I know. Can, Jen yeah. Rona. Jen Rona, the dog groomer. If you're out there, I know you hang out there. <laughs> if you can get, get a hello to uh, the young woman that works there, that would be very sweet. I think that would be a great um, project <laughs> for us as a, a, you know, and us and our listeners is to think of the one person that you remember seeing every day that you don't know. And let's see if we can find them. That's interesting. I think so, yeah. too. I mean, it would be. Uh, so yesterday I noticed that my favorite coffee shop in the entire world is still open. Wow. And good. I didn't go in, okay. but I am going to make a pillage over there. Because I yeah. used to go during a certain time, and it was mostly ladies who run the joint. I want to go in there and say hi, because we had a lot of things in in common mm. when we would talk every day. Yeah. Like either a, p- a pin on my shirt or what they were wearing. I don't know any of their names. I miss them a lot. So, yeah. yeah. I do know Mar- Maru is open. I was by there. I should make sure everyone knows that. If you're in Los Feliz Silver Lake, they are open. I think they're only open until 3. I just don't know who's working there right now. But right. I'm going to go check it out. Maybe she's there. Maybe she is there. Okay. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, All right. I still haven't done the subscription challenge, but it was exciting to hear Katie yesterday (laughs) do it. Very inspiring, Katie. (laughs) It was very inspiring. Thank you. Well, I can say that I got a notification today about Uh um, something that came across my phone that was like, wait a second, that's a subscription for that? I got a notification that came across my um, American Express wallet today that Mm. was like oh shit eight bucks a month for Zipcar oh I'm not yeah I'm not not going anywhere (laughs) cancel it sorry Zipcar you're out hashtag cancel it right but if there's what uh ten of those yeah there there is at least and if anybody Mm -hmm. out there's done it Send us Please what, let uh, us know. Or if what, you're how much not you're thinking about doing it, or if you're thinking about <laughs> doing it and haven't done it, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Yeah. And the water <laughs> challenge, guys. I'm drinking my big glass of water before I eat anything. Yes. Water challenge has been something that has uh, really begun to just show itself throughout the entire day for me. Yeah. It's very just easy to think. Oh, I'll it. just have mm-hmm. another snack. You can still have the snack, but drink a full glass of water. And I saw somebody yesterday on Facebook post. They said it was just a meme or whatever. And it was, no, you don't need that second dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, applicable to, I think, everybody right now. Well, I think what's messing me up is I'm not sleeping, right? And so, you know, I think everything's great. And, you know, I've... uh, my intake has been at a normal or whatever kind of amount. And then at 2 a.m., I'm like, hmm. So the water around those times, too, has been nice. Because, you know, mo- you're most likely dehydrated or need yeah. the water. And that's why you, but we mistake it for feeling hungry. Yeah, exactly. Well, Lawrence, I've decided because it's, you know, I'm on the East Coast to go ahead and start my day off with a Bon and Vive spiked seltzer. As you should. This is still, it's still the producer's happy hour. <laughs> the original intent of the show was for us to have drinks, cocktails, mm-hmm. while chatting to industry professionals. Yes. Uh, so you're holding up the original intent of the show. So I salute you. Well, you know, I thought it's just a spiked seltzer. Yeah. I feel like it's the water that I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count for the water oh, you need. Oh, crap. So water challenge. Separate. Water for zero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Christian one. <laughs> uh, so, so that's great. <laughs> Here we are. 
Christian, I found uh, something that might be very helpful for people. I don't know if I found it on LinkedIn or Facebook. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But it's a video. It's on Vimeo. And it's somebody walking through step by step how to file for your SBA disaster grant for small businesses. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yes. It's very informative. Mm -hmm. And it even has a headline on it that says that this video is current as of Monday, March 31st at 3 p.m. Pacific. The video will be updated if the application changes. So it is, it's on Vimeo. I'm going to put the, a link in the show notes. And if yes. anybody doesn't, doesn't know, when you're on your podcast app, if you just go to the information on the episode right in your app, that's where the show notes are. I've never. Oh, I, I didn't know I've, that. I didn't know. I thought you had to go to the website. Uh, but no, it's on the podcast app itself. I'm going to put the link in there. It's just called COVID-19 Grant. So maybe if you search for that on Vimeo, you can find it. But it's very informative. Um, so if anybody needs help with that, check it out. I spoke to my accountant. He did say that I could essentially lay myself off and file for unemployment and just see which comes first. Don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to double dip. But I think it's just a matter of what comes first. I think unemployment's way behind right now. I think the small business yeah. loans are coming in like three to five days. So, so You can't. I have a bartender and that on Instagram that I follow. He works at Klim's in um, Williamsburg. His name is Dave Johnny. Uh -huh. He posted a photo of him um, calling unemployment 711 times in a row. Because oh in New God. York, you have to call, like you have to apply online yeah. and then you have to follow up with a phone call and you can't get through. Jeez. Yeah. And that's been for two weeks now. I mean, in 711 yeah. was posted last week. I don't know what number he's up to yet. So I do think dual pass is good. I also do want to talk slightly about uh, counter the ethics behind the double dip, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. I understand what you're saying. In theory, we are both a business and an individual. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. It is legal for us to do both. It is. It is. And if that is 100 percent so, legal. Right. So you not doing it is fine. I do think that if there is somebody out there, and I'm not saying that you are better or worse off than they are, but somebody yep. out there who is a sole breadwinner, who has, you know, a wife and a or a husband and children. Or just a higher overhead. Exactly. And, and yes, exactly. And or maybe has other obligations, like I pay my mom's mortgage, that kind of shit. Then I think that for them, if it's a choice that they can do, then I think maybe I would feel fine with them doing it as well. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for clarifying that, Christian, because it is true. Yet some other stupid meme that I saw kind of really solidified it. And it says, you know, all of America excited to be given their money back to help them get through the, you know, COVID-19 <laughs> release. Uh, relief. Right. So it's, it's your money. We paid into it. It's our money. It is. It's a time of emergency. If exactly. you need to take it from both sides to take care of your family, then God damn it, that's what you do. Exactly. I mean, there's so many instances. Say you own um, a guest house and you're letting a PA stay there or something or yeah. a friend stay there and you're covering expenses for them too. Or there's just multiple things that are reasons why you could need both. But just clarifying that it's legal. and But it's yeah. very ethical of you to understand how much you need and that's how much you're taking. Yeah. They're both equally good. <laughs> yes, they are. And I don't know what I qualify for yet. So Exactly. You know, but I can't wait I, to hear. Once I'm I so do excited. it, I'll I'll let you know. So I'm gonna put that link in the show notes. It's on Vimeo. 
Check it out. Very informative. Perfect. And then so today I was inspired by Sugar Daddy Cuomo. I feel Uh like Andrew Cuomo is the country's sugar daddy right now. Yes. And he mentioned that they're still needing, you know, medical and, you know, supplies and stuff. So he just offered and um, I can I'll put in the show notes the email address and the phone number for more information. But basically, they need the coveralls for um, emergency workers and the masks and those types of things. And he said, they're, you know, it's not like we're sewing high fashion here. They need as many people as they possibly can to do this, and they will fund it. They will give you the supplies. So I thought what I would do is reach out to all the wardrobe stylists and props people Mm -hmm. that I know and offer to be the person who contacts the government and distributes and gives them the information if they have a sewing machine in time. Yeah. That's amazing. I will do that. I'm already doing that on a small scale for the, you know, with materials on hand for my sister and others who are in the healthcare industry. So I'm already doing that now going to coveralls. Hell, fuck it. Let's just do yeah. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought I would do for our news hour today is offer that up. I will <laughs> that's say, exciting. Yeah. And so if anybody else out there is interested, I'll post it. But also, to if you're in New York, let me know and we can get something started. Nice. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. Even if it's one. Exactly. It will make somebody's shift at one of these over inundated um, hospitals safer. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So voice memo time. Yes. Who um, we got? <laughs> today we have a voice memo from Marie Perry from the Gersh Agency. We love Marie. We love Marie. Hi, Lawrence and Christian. It's Marie Perry. I am an agent with the Gersh Agency and uh, I rep DPs, production designers, costume designers, etc. And have had the good fortune of working with both of you uh, a number of times. First, I want to thank you guys for the podcast. It's been super helpful to hear from colleagues, some who I know, some who I don't. And honestly, your approach to the podcast and your calm demeanor have helped me to keep grounded in the midst of this craziness. I wasn't feeling like I had much too useful to add to the conversation, but today, honestly, I'm feeling more hopeful Uh, Over the course of the last few days, I've started hearing from producers and EPs looking for submissions. Today, we actually booked our first job since the whole lockdown started. We booked a production designer and a costume designer who are both going to be working remotely, which is exciting. What I'm starting to see is our industry looking to find ways to create new content and advertisements And the fact that the effort is being made and people are finding ways to work is encouraging. So I just wanted to send you guys a quick message and uh, say that I'm feeling a little more hopeful today. Thanks. Thank you, Marie. That was lovely. And it's always nice to hear that our words are not just for each other, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like it because it's just us Chatting as usual. And just chatting away. Both Lawrence and I, um, our eyes got very big <laughs> in our yeah. video when yeah. she said she'd book some people. So what do you think of that? That's wild and exciting. I know. And curious. I'm curious. And, I mean, we knew this was going to happen in terms of some sort of remote work 
Right. I just don't know what that looks like yet. I understand how a wardrobe stylist could um, do it. Yeah. Possibly a production designer. I would love to know. Maybe we can offline with Marie and see if she would share who it is. And if we know them, we can side contact them. Maybe they yeah. get a little more information about the project. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Just, just to, I just, I'm very curious on that because we've seen, you know, spots that have been made during this time and, you know, whether it's been repurposed footage or, you know, a single walk and talk or something or video submissions, we've, we've started to see that stuff come out. So it'd be very interesting to know what this project is. Yeah. But good for her. Good for them. Good for them. That's exciting. And a very good reason to feel a little hopeful. I mean, yeah. they book they book something They book something <laughs> in the middle of all this. Yeah, so exactly. I guess my question is, Christian, is, you know, a we don't know where it's shooting. So that really depends. But I know that both L.A. and New York, there are no film permits available. Now, right. you don't need a film permit. I don't know what the rules are in New York, but as far as I remember here, you don't need a film permit if you're considered a professional shoot. And this is so far back in the day, so I don't know if it's changed. Mm hmm. But the professional shoot meant uh, your camera was on a tripod and it had changeable lenses. And that was oh. considered that was considered a professional shoot. This was a long time ago, Christian. This is a very long time ago. <laughs> so I don't know if that, how that's adapted. But I wonder if, you know, if it's a small enough shoot that it mm -hmm. actually is just two people, a camera person and a talent walking down the street or, you know, doing something to that effect. And you don't need a permit for that. I wonder if that's something that's happening or if it's completely remote and people are shooting themselves with their iPhones at home. Exactly. Being directed remotely by a director. I don't know. Right. I mean, the first thing that pops to my mind is, you know, most clothing stores are closed. Yeah. And so is it, uh, you know, I have so many scenarios that it could be. It could yeah. be um, having the, you know, FaceTiming with the talent and going through their closet or it could be yeah. ordering online. Ordering online. Be, and, exactly. Yeah. And just fittings with, or virtual. And production design. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. That's, even, that's you know. <laughs> paint, paint your wall blue. <laughs> <laughs> Here, we're gonna send you the swatch. <laughs> we're gonna send you the swatch. You paint it. Hardware stores are open. Look at us, Marie. You've got our producer brain spinning on how Already. this is happening. Yeah. So. Do they need a producer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's who called you. That's, so. <laughs> that's who called her. That's yeah. who called. Anyway, well, thank you All for right. the voice memo. And guys, yeah. we love getting them. So please. Uh, yes. Send, 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 send them in. I, mm -hmm. I think that exemplifies why we're doing this. Listening to that voicemail, it, it exemplifies why we're asking for people to send them in. Because hearing that there is some sort of work out there. And I know there's a lot of, you know, staff work and, and existing work and work that's being finished oh, and post-production work mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot mm -hmm. happening. But that is the first kind of like agent level freelance commercial work that I've I've heard of. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, yeah. We've heard of projects prepping, post animation. Um, we've heard about all of that, but nothing really uh, booked. So that's amazing. Yeah. All right. Before we get to our interview, I want to mention again on our website at producershappyhour.com, we have a page called Take Action. And we have some resources there. And since we're interviewing Isaac today, we're going to put his website in there because they're doing amazing stuff for the live event community, which which we're closely related to. So it's important for us to support them. It's liveeventscoalition.com. So I'm going to put that in there. 
And Christian, we've got your petition about New York rents, right? Yes, this is to try to fix something to do with uh, the rent in New York City. Yesterday, was the rent was due, and there are multiple people who, millions of people who have lost their jobs and cannot yes. pay their rent, and nothing has really come of this. And $1,200, I can say, um, is not enough. The average rent for a two-bedroom apartment across the entire United States is $1,400. So, mm-hmm. I mean, people are just going to take the $1,200 that they receive and use it for food. Yeah. I understand that there's a moratorium on evictions and such, but we're never going to get these months back to earn. So compiling the amount of money that's earned is just debt. Yeah. Unfair debt. Unfair debt. To no fault of anyone, right? We didn't sign up for it. We didn't ask for it. And now all of a sudden we're being forced into three months of debt. Yes. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> it's not a soapbox. It's just reality. Um, <laughs> so, is. yeah, go sign that. And I'm still doing lots of research on it. Um, we also have the videos going to be posted in there that we spoke about earlier, which I think is fantastic, which is how to apply if you're a corporation. Yes. So, yeah, we've got a lot of take action. All right. Let's get on with the interview. Isaac Rothwell started his career in media production almost 20 years ago. After many years spent in audio and video production, he transitioned into technology side of the live events industry. For the past eight years, Isaac has worked in various roles on national audio video production teams and advanced to now serve as national director of operations for Digirati Productions, a national audio video production company in which he's a partner. He leads a team of regional operations directors in Raleigh, Orlando, Phoenix, and Chicago. They're a big company. Oh, wow. And following the overwhelming response to the petition that Isaac wrote and launched on Change.org, which, remember, we had on our website, he began to organize calls to collaborate with other event industry professionals who contacted him in gratitude and seeking further action steps beyond signing the petition. And he's got a very big plan. So let's take a listen. So, Isaac, we'd first like to check in on how you are, how your family's doing. Are you you're at home now? So what's going on? Family's great. It's a little crazy. Mm -hmm. I have a family with four kids in it, two twins that are two years old, a boy and a girl, and then two older brothers. So it's a a handful. (laughs) It's a big change. And it's rough because we're social distancing. And um, I obviously in this nature of the work, we travel a lot. So I have a lot of people that come in and try to help my wife But in social distancing. That's not so much the case. So it's a lot more work and strain on the family right now. Not to mention maybe two and a half weeks ago, I was planning on what am I going to do to, you know, just during this time. But in reality, I have more than enough work to do right. while this goes on. So I'm staying busy. So, but the family's doing well. The kids are enjoying it. They're adjusting. We go out and we get to play a little bit every day and, Mm-hmm. Try to make sure I put time in the day to go out with them and be at home with them. And it's fun. You know, you see at the beginning of the interview, my kids, you know, I bring them out and kind of let them see what's going on with yeah. the cameras and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's a cool, cool period of time. It's a different type of family interaction. I get to kind of interact with my children a lot more and maybe show them a little bit of the business side. Not the same way as going out on an event. I mean, I've actually taken kids out to events before and had them help me strike with, with the oh, text, no. which is fun. I mean, you got you got to get you got to get them into the industry young, right? So totally. So, yeah. but but it's but it's fun. I mean, they they know, and they also you know they take they take what's going on seriously. It's an interesting time to be a kid. I think to be a kid, they take it a lot better than us because you know we never oh, yeah. saw anything like this happening. I mean, we have movies about right. outbreaks and things like that, but it's nothing like this normal. But kids adjust to everything quickly. 
Isaac, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and what you have been doing with your company in the live events industry? Let's start there. So I have been going full-time in live events for about six years. Before that, I kind of came out of the studio production, music industry side of audio production. And I had done radio and television before in college and no video background, but kind of, you know, wandered into the whole live events, corporate business meeting side of things and really enjoyed it, really felt like, you know, there was a lot of value I could add there. Mm-hmm. And so steadily, I grew up from, you know, just being an A1 to learning other skills, B1, kind of, you know, being a jack of all trades and then becoming a project manager to now elevating myself to a role where I am the national director of operations for Digirati, where I kind of oversee what's going on and making sure that all these shows that are going on simultaneously, you know, sometimes we could have 10 shows going on in a matter of a four day period, it just hits that way. So I kind of the guy who just makes sure the company runs and the productions keep nice. moving on and the emergency phone calls get made and the, the, the OS moments get handled. <laughs> <laughs> That's some kid speak right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you working on when all of this happened? Once it actually happened and kind of everyone realized the nation was going to shut down, I had kind of knew like the live events industry was going to shut down because back in the beginning of February, Mm -hmm. um, I had a client, um, a French client kind of, we were going to do a big event for them, like a launch in LA. And, you know, quickly they said, um, yeah, they kind of get it drug on of like what they actually wanted the AB Mm -hmm. to be. And they had renderings and things. And then quickly it was like, well, we're going to have to cancel this because of the COVID outbreak. And then it kind of dawned on me. This is not just a Southeast Asia problem. This has moved on. If, if we have European clients already already seeing this, and sure enough, I kind of you know I put on the radar to my team, and we actually had a meeting inside the CDC where we heard a little bit about what was going on ahead of time, and we were sitting there like, well, we need to start planning. Like, how is this going to affect right. us? And it wasn't even clear, you know, you just didn't know, but exactly how it would play out, and. I mean, I think also because a lot of the industry leading voices were like, let's just keep meetings going. We'll find a way to hold on and make it through. Right. The meetings we had, we were like, we need to make the worst case scenario plan. And that's kind of the plan we made. And then we had to execute just down the line because kind of all those those crucial junctures where if we start seeing this happen, we're going to have to react this way. Right. So, I mean, I was definitely, you know, the last week of February and the first week week of March were just like, really low points. And then once I realized, you know, what we had to do and we did it and we made the hard decisions, then it was like, well, what do we do next? And that kind of got me out of that funk and just kind of focusing on, well, what is this next step? And it was build relationships and to build relationships. Well, how do we do that? Like, Mm -hmm. well, everyone's feeling kind of way. Well, why don't Isaac, why don't you go write a petition? And so my team, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, you should go do that. We're all behind you. We'll support you, put our name on it with you. And I sat down for a couple hours on a Thursday afternoon, did a little bit of try to spitball and research a bailout plan in about 30 right. minutes and <laughs> and threw it together. And it just and it resonated with people. You know, I just spoke from right. my heart and I've kind of I tried to speak from my heart, but also speak logically to the situation and kind mm-hmm. of kind of share. What, I also wanted to share with the industry what I knew because I had been looking at this a long time. I knew a lot of guys who worked for me were in this hopeful idea that. This is something we're looking at that might be just April or it might be just March or it might just be May. But I, I kind of wanted to say we can't look at it like this. We, You need to be prepared no. for what I see that it's a world changing moment. 
and it directly impacts our industry more than any other industry. And so we need to be planned and prepare and organize ourselves mm-hmm. to plan that we're looking at we're looking at 12 to 18 months of, of significant disruption, if not total yeah. disruption. But in that time, we can find things to do to move ourselves forward. So, well, yeah, absolutely. Just by the nature of the the virus that we're against, it's you know social distancing. <laughs> and two, I remember the the first week of March. I think everybody was in that you know hopeful stage of you know, what we, what we thought was going to happen, which was just give it a few weeks. Let's, you know, May, maybe we can do something in late April, early May. And that quickly dissipated. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was bidding a job. Christian and I, we mostly work in advertising and commercials and film production, but I do a lot of uh, experiential work Mm -hmm. and that that's when I start circling in with people like you and live event community. And I was bidding on, Christian does some of that too. I was bidding on a project uh, that was a big experiential project, and it was a lot of AV components and live event stuff. And all of the people that I work with were telling me, oh, I'm so glad you called because everything's canceling. And that was the first hint, um, aside from the news reports and, all, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it was yeah. it was early March. It was early March. And I was like, oh, you know, and I had that same realization that this isn't just a, a Southeast Asia problem. It's a problem that's going to hit us and in a big way if they were already let go from their Coachella contract you know right. it was like yeah. and and Coachella hadn't even announced that they were postponing yet it was just like oh okay this is serious mm-hmm. and like you said lasting impact it's going to be a minute so I'm glad you acted so quickly and commend you on diving in and doing the research and becoming an expert on <laughs> federal government funding programs to put that petition together we talked about it I think on maybe the second or third episode of the show once we decided to go daily and we've had that that link to your petition on our yeah. website for a while awesome. what were the numbers that you that you got or were looking for and you received and and how do you think it it all came together at the end uh right now we're sitting at like i think close to four hundred fifty thousand. Mm. Wow. it actually i mean it slowed it slowed down a little because we kind of hit like that peak of like the personal networks of the industry it's going to actually change and develop here which i can talk more about too in a minute but yes it was really amazing to me watching the petition. I knew it was going to go somewhere when by like after launching like at three in the afternoon, by like 10 o'clock at night, it was like, I think it maybe five, 6,000. And just like, yeah, whoa, okay. Yeah. So I just stayed up all night starting to like post updates and like share it more places and say, okay, right. you know, it's, if, if it's resonating, get out there. I think it was up to like four in the morning the first night kind of promoting it. And then, you know, it just steadily went up for a whole week, like at 50,000 people a day for like five days. So we, we really reached the 250,000 mark really quickly. Then we slowed down a little. Um, and it also mm-hmm. because I haven't been promoting as much because behind the scenes, people started calling me and they were, you know, really big industry people like Eileen Bawa from PRG, who's kind of been a really instrumental in kind of mm-hmm. what, what I'm about to talk to you about. And that they just called me and it was like, well, you know, once I had three people call me, I was like, well, do you guys, instead of just having individual conversations of what we can do in addition to this petition or how can we support this petition more? Let's just have like a Zoom call, jump on a conference call on a Saturday morning. So I set that up and the next thing I know, you know, a few more people called. So it was like six, six, seven people on that first call. Then we did a call Monday and you're like at 15 and all of a sudden, you know, as of today, we're like at 50, 55 people that are leading now what we formed is the live events coalition. And as of today, we actually have, we have official nonprofit status as a 501 C six, which allows wow. us to wow. now 
now we need to need to get a bank account when we we're trying right. to be we're trying to trying to create a real organization because obviously we touched on a need mm-hmm. yeah we touched 100%. on a need of that we need a voice that has this top top to bottom industry support and collaboration which we have already i mean all, all of us know our industry is very collaborative but yeah. we need an organization to represent that and also we saw that we have kind of these really strong silos of the organization in a sense and some are stronger than others but we had the entertainment event side we had live event mm-hmm. side we had the business and corporate live event side and then we kind of had the the social events more like the weddings and all the family mm-hmm. type events and we realized there's a huge crossover there you see you see a lot of businesses and a lot of the workers are crossing between all these sections so being that we were grassroots and we started with the workers we realized all these industries are one industry because the same yeah. businesses are supporting them right and the same yep. people will just cross over so we realized why are we advocating a separate industries we need to be one industry and if we're one industry we're by stronger. far, by far <laughs> the second largest so industry stronger. in the U.S. economy. I would have never yes, known that sure. when I wrote this petition. I thought I knew we were amazing. big. I knew we had a lot of yeah. people. But right. now that I'm sitting and talking with, you know, like Florida International University is giving more, more data. And we're gathering more mm-hmm. data on a true picture of our industry instead right. of just these sections. It's pretty powerful. And if we bring it together, I think, you know, we are going to you know have attention on that national level of, we need we need some special attention from from the federal level and as they craft these bailouts because we are affected very differently than the restaurant yeah. industry than the yes. airline yep. industry mm-hmm. than a lot of the other industries that are being talked about and it would feel ni- it would feel nice at some point of an industry that is so much behind the scenes and we're so good at it and that's why no one thinks of us yeah you know all <laughs> yeah, of us exactly. know all of us know the conversations we have to have with families what do you do I mean, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the funny, the most hilarious thing now is like, we are the second largest industry in the nation. And like, what do you do? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that, a million moms out there who are yeah. wondering what we do for a living. I know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's the, now's the opportunity. Like, we're going to tell the country what we do and we're going to let the government uh, know what we do. And that that's is, what we're about right that now. That's awesome. what this petition's moved into. Um, it's mm-hmm. still the same thing. The petition always was. It was about always when I wrote it, it was always about awareness. I mean, right. who really writes a petition yeah. thinking that you're going to get the president of the United States to, you know, I, th- I mean, I do think he has seen the petition from some of the people passed it on. But I mean, there's so much on his desk. But who really thinks that you're going to really enact a ton of change from a petition? But I have. And and the That's people amazing. who signed it have. And it's just because we all became passionate and connected. OK, so. The bill that they were working on, the CARES Act, that's passed, yes. right? So that's that's done. So what does that mean for the petition? Do people still need to sign it? Is there a point to it or does it need to morph into something else? Can you educate us? Yes, we do need to still sign it because the CARES Act is what I see as something that slows the bleeding. Right. We did get acknowledged in the sense of our 1099s and our contractors yes. now get unemployment. We are going to see some help from this payroll protection program. We are going to see help from disaster loans. The issue is we're not willing to see enough help, and we cannot, as a live events industry that relies on long-term planning, eight weeks is not enough to stabilize our industry. We need a long-term stabilization plan, and that's where the petition morphs into. It was all about always about government aid and stabilization. Um, we didn't necessarily get into the first packages, and that takes time. Our grassroots, we came from nothing. So it's a long fight. So we are going to just continue to push forward. We're 
fought yesterday, my team and I, we redrafted four points of kind of where we're looking to ask now for aid. We're looking for stabilization of incomes for our families. I think we need to look, be looking and asking for it, that 90% of what we were expecting to make this year be stabilized. So these our families right. and our industries don't fall behind. We're also going to be looking at issues of health coverage because I know with ours, hopefully it sorts out, but our industry didn't have time to wait for a bailout. We had no idea if we'd be in it. We had no idea if we'd be stabilized. So most people I know we had to lay off immediately. We laid off this for after the first week of March because there is no positive outlook. You can't. And, and we know like we literally have to find a way to make this business last as long as it can. And there's nothing for our people to come back to. So, out of that, we're also could be running into issues with health coverage because if a health, if someone the health coverage got canceled during this month, why we're waiting to get the CARES Act to come into play? A lot of the HR and health companies are saying, "Well, you're now going to have your employees are now going to have a two month waiting period to get back on potentially." So that's an issue we want to bring up and address. So we want to make sure that our people have health coverage. Mm-hmm. On the business side, we want to address the issue of why don't we talk about getting insurance to help bail out our industry so much? Right now, the insurance industry does not seem to want to be covering much for our industry as far as business disruption, as far as event cancellations. I can't knock them. It's, it's a tidal wave. Right. But right. And after 9-11, we saw a similar thing. They didn't know how to react. Mm-hmm. And then they made a special fund where they pooled resources and addressed it. So we need to see some type of bailout through insurance as well. We need to see what they what can happen with that. Because we're also looking at insurances. We're still paying all our premiums and we're not operating. So, and we're operating as a lower risk in our industry because we're because right. nothing, no events can happen and the insurance industry is still making money on our industry. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely there's a discussion mm-hmm. that can happen there to have having these, these next bailout packages address the insurance aspects of what's occurred over this. Then the final one is stabilizing business. Business, it's very vital. Top to bottom, our largest businesses and our smallest businesses in the industry mm-hmm. get stabilized. And our industry is a little interesting because our biggest businesses aren't necessarily publicly traded companies. They, they, a lot of them have hedge fund and private equity in them that kind of limit them to be able to get financing and get loans and things. And so we're looking actually, instead of these loans that turn to forgivable, we need grants. We need it. Just cut the tape. Let's get money infused mm-hmm. into here. Let's support it. And let's create a program that if anything above what the grant should be, yes, it either gets paid back immediately at the end of the year or then it converts to a loan. So we're looking at, we believe businesses need to be stabilized, not with just with enough money to pay the overhead and to pay payroll, but they actually, we're, we're in a competitive industry. We have to see some type of, of portion of net profits. So we're calling for 80% of net mm-hmm. profits to be stabilized over the course of the year. And we can create some type of structure for that. But at the end of the day, businesses, we're not going to be made whole. We know that. We, we're going to have a record year. Our industry right. is the fastest growing in the economy. We grow about 5% GDP a year. Obviously, that's not happening this year. We're not going to be. Holy shit. We're not going to be made whole. But if we could get at least 80% of our net profits, we know we can then reinvest into our suppliers, all these. I mean, there's manufacturers that only cater to our industry, but we need to get new equipment. We need to be getting the new technology so that when the economy recovers, we're Mm -hmm. ready for that. So those are the four main points we're going after. There's some other sub points, but as we put out our letters and our documents and really do some huge industry outreach and political outreach, that is where the petition is morphed into. Well, so can you, um, to help some of our listeners out who are only film people, the types of businesses that you're talking about, that from the big ones to the little ones, can you just <laughs> name a few? We're talking um, the PRGs. Uh, you're talking Freeman. You're talking some of the big meeting planning companies. But you're also talking small businesses like Event Florist. A florist who only right. does 
flowers for events. You're talking right. all the freelancers. Or rentals. There's so um, many rental mm-hmm. companies, tent rental companies. Mm-hmm. There are so mm-hmm. many companies that are just just devastated, cat- catastrophic impact. I mean, you're talking cable companies that just make cabling for really just live events companies that make right. custom yeah. cu- mm-hmm. custom power distros that go out on shows. There's a ton of manufacturers in here as well. We need to support every type of company that touches a live event. Understood. Wow. Yeah. And Phil, I mean, and Phil yeah, falls he, in that too at times. I of mean, course. And um, I'm, and I am interested stage. in what, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have my, my pause so much in, into the entertainment world knowing what's going on with the kind of production on the film side, mm-hmm. but I know Broadway falls with us. Um, yes. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, reality TV is taking a hit. That was a huge growing industry. So huge. these are, these are things that kind of fall under while we're advocating for live events, kind of part of what I've always said in, in this is, if the federal government were to solve the problems for the live events industry, you are going to solve the problems for most of the nation because we are very representative of the modern economy. We're a very intertwined industry yep. that has all types of businesses of all levels. Mm-hmm. And if you solve our problems, you solve the problems for a lot of the nation. So that's the goal. Wow. That's amazing. And highly commendable to you for digging in and doing all the research. I mean, Christian, and I talk about this all the time. The people in our industry, both in production in general, live events, film, TV, mm-hmm. all of it, we adapt so quickly and we can learn so quickly the inner workings of various different things that, that, that make this world go round. That's just kind of what we do. And you're exemplifying that by all of a sudden you, you know, it's been, what, a couple of weeks and you sound like a complete expert <laughs> yeah. on, the, the, you know, yeah. how to go about it called The Pretender, and I always related to it. It was like a guy every week, he was like, he was was a kid who got raised by the government, they got out, and then they were hunting him down, but he could go be a doctor one week and the next week, and I think that's what live events people are. Like, we figure, we we become something new for every event and show. So this crisis crisis has totally made me, you know, a new thing. Like, you know, now I have to be an expert in this area. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Figure it yeah, out. I mean, yeah. we adapt so fast and um, we actually have the ability to see the need, I think, quicker than other people, too, because we're observant. Yeah, it's it's a very good, useful tool. So you've got the petition. What can people out there do? What can our listeners do to help you guys in this cause? They, obviously, they can sign the petition. That's one thing. The petition's cool. If Change.org runs it, don't give money to Change.org for it, please. Please, please, mm-hmm. please. We've requested that they sponsor us because a lot of people have given money thinking it went to us. And it's, it's kind of sad because the situation a lot of our people in. So sign the petition is great. Don't share it. Don't give money. Go to our website. There is a t- there's a button where you can say sign petition. There's a button where it says support us. Go sign up to support us. You will get your, you'll submit your email, your contact information, a little bit of information about you and where you're at in the industry. That will get mm-hmm. you on our email list. Additionally, we'll be rolling out an economic impact survey because we know that we need right. this is a new industry. We want to know how people are really affected. So we know as we're developing our plans for this bailout and, and subsequent ones, we want to have some good economic data across the industry. So we're going to be rolling that out and signing up to support us is going to help you. When that rolls out, you'll be alerted to it. Additionally, as we're now a company, we are going to look to raise some funds just to support it. You know, right. we're not mm-hmm. looking for big donations for anyone. You know, we need, we're a big enough industry. If, if individuals chip in between ten to twenty dollars, or if they can chip in more, that's great. If small businesses can chip in twenty-five to fifty dollars, that's great. If large businesses can do between a hundred to a thousand dollars, that's fantastic. 
we could quickly have a money in a pool where we can hire. We've already been in touch with lobbyists where we can hire some lobbyists, oh, help wow. organize all the other silos lobbyists so we can create this really strong lobbying voice. Lobbying mm-hmm. is not the only answer because everyone's lobbying on Capitol Hill right now. <laughs> yeah, but sure. it's really, yeah. if we if we all sort of kind of sign up and become a part of this coalition, the next phase is now, well, holy cow, this coalition didn't exist, you know, a month ago. And now it's got 5 million people signed up and supporting it. Who knows how many people wow. we can get. I mean, we're a big enough industry. Then we then we create a ton of PR. That's the other way. We, we have to sell the president. We have to sell the Congress. We have to sell the states. We have to sell the local governments. But we also got to sell the American people. It's a full awareness campaign. We have to come out of the shadows from behind the scenes of being events people and say, hey, here we are. It's time you know about us. And this is what we need from you now. Say your website one more time just so we get it out there again. LiveEventsCoalition.com. And okay. on the volunteer side, we did quickly roll out. Initially with it, we rolled out a Facebook mm-hmm. group. It's a national Facebook group. It's got like 16,000 people in it. We realized that's not enough. So we rolled mm-hmm. out chapters. So now every oh, major wow. market, I believe as of last night when we did a call with all our first chapter liaisons, we have 20 chapters and across the U.S. and one in Puerto Rico. So we are creating these just through Facebook groups and grassroots right now, but they'll, as, over time they'll develop. But we're creating chapters to just do local advocacy, local, right. local events, community organizing. The real goal is to really target not just the major markets, but these medium-sized markets like the... Right. Rochester, New York, or Syracuse, New York, or Springfield, Massachusetts. There's a lot of events people there. They don't know that they're part of this larger events mm. movement. You know, we want full-time gigging musicians that gig in their hometown, and that's how they support themselves. They're a live right. events person. These yes, are people yeah. that put on events, and they get their livelihood from the same way we do, you know, bringing people together. So, and we want we want the full-time wedding photographer. We want the DJ, right. the wedding DJ, mm-hmm. all these people. Mm-hmm. We want top to bottom. So that's my goal with it. We're creating a movement. It starts on the bottom. It starts on the top and, and everywhere in, in between. So we are looking for volunteers to step up in those chapters. And it's real easy. You just kind of go go into Facebook, search for Live Events right. Coalition. You'll start seeing chapters pop up. You can reach out and do a contact us on the web page and say, hey, how can I find a local chapter? Hey, here's my skills. Where can you use me to volunteer? We have a good 50 people at the national level volunteering and running this. That's not going to be enough in a couple of weeks and months. But we are developed. We have developed the structure to, to handle the number of people we have now. And now, in these next couple of weeks, we will look to find ways to onboard more volunteers to make our organization stronger. So we definitely need it. We need we need some web developers. We need some really top notch graphic designers. Okay. We need if you have some high level talents, we need you. We're going to use mm-hmm. our events talents to make this movement happen. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we know tons of graphic people. We know tons of people. So hopefully we yeah. can get the word out there yeah. and we'll just direct them to your Facebook page and then various chapters. Yeah, I mean, we're trying right now to kind of develop a really kick-ass web frame, you know, for your profile picture. You know, we see it for a lot, but I mean, we, we could make one up tomorrow, but I mean, we're events people. We got to have the best looking at the frame there is. Yeah, profile picture and we're proud of it. So yeah, you, yeah, you got a graphic designer, send them my way because I'm working on that project for the next two days. So. We'll awesome. <laughs> Isaac, this has been amazing. Yes. I'm blown away by your commitment to this. And obviously I knew live events was a big industry, but you really expanded my mind on on exactly right. how big it is mm-hmm. and how important it is that you guys are supported through this crazy turn of events. Thank you for sharing your, some time with us today. Any last remarks or thoughts to our audience? I think, uh, guys, just... Keep pushing forward. We're going to get through this together. I feel very optimistic that as an industry, we're going to come out of this very strong. And 
in a community. I don't know financially. I mean, it's a challenge. There's no way, no what two ways around it. But if right, we all yeah. come together, I think this will be this will be a pivotal moment. This will be way bigger than 9/11 for our industry, and I think we're going to see a ton of positive things come out of yeah. this because of the collaboration that's going to happen through 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 our organizations like the Live Events Coalition, but also through there's organizations out here that are responding to the pandemic and putting our events talents to use. And that, you know, someone made a meme of it yeah. like three weeks ago when it first came out. And you give us an idea and we'll run with it. So events companies <laughs> now, you know, we're setting up, you know, we're set, we're making hospitals like this. Yeah. We don't need construction. We'll, we'll figure out how to do it like this. So right. exactly. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, we're going to keep working hard. Please continue to follow us on, on our website, on Twitter, mm-hmm. Live Events Co., on Instagram, Live Events Co., and just start seeing what our hashtags are out there. Try to join our campaign and just really push this public awareness. We're going to fight hard. And if we're all together, I don't think there's any way we won't get the attention we need. That's amazing. Isaac. uh, Bringing everybody one voice together. It's amazing. Thank you so much for your time. And we definitely want to have you back um, maybe in a couple of weeks and we can see the progress. Yeah. It's a progress report. I mean, we could maybe bring someone else from my team too. You know, we have a couple of people too. You know, it's a super team. Amazing. We're we're trying to put together a massive organization in under a month, but we're events people. So we'll get it done. I love it. Thanks, Isaac. I love your show, guys. Oh, thanks. Bye. 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 -bye. Wow. Christian. I know. Isaac. Four kids. Yeah. Four kids. (laughs) And putting together a nationwide coalition. Oh my gosh. I mean, so, he's he's amazing. Really important that that petition still works. It still is doing something, even though the CARES Act has been passed. He said that the CARES Act is only going to slow the bleeding. Right. There's still a lot of work that has to be done. So we're going to put it back on our website. We're going to put the link to that petition in the show notes. You still need to sign it. Film people can sign it. Everybody can sign it because we are integrated with that industry in some levels. There's a lot of overlap. Multiple ways. I mean, I know that I've um, reached out to stage companies to set up for a commercial. Yeah, I've reached out to, you know, like when we when we do live broadcast. I mean, all of those people mm-hmm. are very similar um, to our stagehands are very much yes. like grips. I mean, it's just so much exactly. so much crossover. So liveeventscoalition.com. Check them out. Sign up volunteer, sign the petition. Uh, It sounds like they're doing amazing work. Hopefully some good will come out of it and uh, that industry can survive whatever this is that we're going through right now. Yeah. And I was very interested when he said, you know, I I think he was talking about healthcare and also um, for insurance, but also other insurance coverage and how those companies are um, collecting because of cancellations. But right. You you still have to pay your insurance bill. Yeah. You still have but to they're pay not your... gonna, they're, <laughs> they're not they're doing not gonna, anything. They're not going to give any money to anybody because of lost productivity during this time. So exactly. they're, they're still making money. But yeah, there should be some recompense there for, for uh, what's happened to live events. Industry. Yeah, I didn't even begin to think of that until he said it. So I, you know, again, another reason why I'm loving these discussions, because as far reaching as we are in our own knowledge, um, it doesn't even touch no. uh, what we should know and be aware of. So yeah. thank you again, Isaac. Yes. We'll put all of his contact details in the show notes. Uh, and any graphic remember, designers out there. And any graphic designers out there that the want to volunteer for a good, <laughs> yeah, for a good cause. Uh, yeah. Liveeventscoalition.com. All right, Christian, I think that's it for today. I think that's it for today. Yeah. what a uh, That went by fast. It did. It mm-hmm. did. 
We're we're getting in the swing of things. Swingy. <laughs> we started a daily podcast with we just made it up and uh now we're now we're in the groove. Now we're in the groove, guys. All right, everybody, stay safe, stay connected, stay active, and please stay home. Stay home and stay wash home. your hands. Do it the whole time. Um <laughs> All 20 seconds. Uh, Don't touch your face. You know who you are. Face touchers out there. A nation of face touchers. Oh, and the new one, if you go outside, Eric Garcetti said it as well, wear a mask. It doesn't need to be a medical, surgical, N95, whatever, a homemade mask, bandana, or just a paper one, whatever. That is the new recommendation. Yes, and I will... I can post some patterns, too. Um, oh, I'm writing awesome. that down right now. I'll post some patterns on how to make them, and ooh, maybe I'll do a little u- tutorial. There you go. And be sure to send your voice recordings or your emails or your questions or your complaints to <laughs> producershappyhour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love um, hearing from you guys. Yeah, Lawrence, how can people get a hold of you? LawrenceTLewis.com is my producing website. VoiceOfLawrence.com is my voiceover website. Christian, how do people get a hold of you? SisterChristianProduces.com. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. See you tomorrow.